to work, go high. This song's not like any song you know, ho high, ho high, ho high, ho high. Ho high, and welcome back to the mine. This is episode 17 of the Out of the Minds podcast. I'm Sean Oakley. And I'm Sam Cooper, and we're here breaking our promise from episode one. Uh, we're going to talk about some news. I mean, I believe we said we'd lightly touch on some news. Aren't we about to dedicate an entire yes. episode? Yes, okay. I, th- I feel like it's, it's considering the announcements and stuff, it's probably worth one podcast talking about it. And, to be fair, it's great because we've actually managed to get guests. And not just one guest, but three guests. Yeah, the Burnett crew. Oh god, it is, isn't it? We didn't even get one non-Burnett. Bloody hell. You didn't oh, get all of them, though. Yeah, we can't. True. We we left the best two behind. Sean, there are three Burnets missing. Who are the two good ones? Ah, <laughs> uh, good point. <laughs> um, I'm going to go. Oh god, I'm trying to work out which of the two I'm least. Oh, sorry, which one I'm least scared of, and I'm not sure. <laughs> I was th- I was thinking I was going to go Nikki and Matt. So. Amazing. Uh, back to the guests. Uh, we are joined by three Burnets, uh, Chris, Liam, and Ryan. Hello. Hello. Howdy. So, yeah, uh, no game this week, unfortunately. So, if you don't want to hear about the news or you've listened to a million podcasts on it, just switch off now. But we thought we'd give the, uh, the small southwest corner of Britain's view on it and. Um, so, should we jump straight into it? Yeah. Let's go for it. And uh, we'll, we'll just go through chronologically, I think it's it's easier. So, new ships. Let's start with the Razor Crest. Uh, I'm excited about it. I was going to say, I realise we don't have a single uh, scum player with us tonight, but... I mean, damn. damn, it's pretty. It looks great. It's a damn good-looking ship, to be fair. I will and- admit... The most exciting thing I saw was the child, because I think that's the most interesting design of Force crew they've come up with, and it's amazing. I really wish all of a Force crew had followed a similar style. So, if I remember rightly, um, you only get Force back if you take a damage. Yes. Yes. And basically, the the attackers, two of the attackers, get free locks after an attack. Yes. It's going to be cheap, surely. Yeah. I'm yeah. thinking around five, six points, maybe. It depends how much it depends what you count having two force of potential regen is. I That's would I problem, will say yeah. I don't think anyone should put it onto a force pilot because you'll no. lose your recurring. Unless you want to go this uh, I came up with a six force Canaan build, which would be really fun, but probably not great. But no, it's uh, it's definitely interesting. I like the, you know, okay, you're you're giving target locks away to your opponent, so whichever ship it's going to be on is going to burn down reasonably quickly. And that could actually work quite well on a Leia Falcon um, as, a, as a home. Uh, obviously, it's not got so many great homes, but Leia Falcon, you're then up to three force. You save your force for when you K-turn everyone. They've still got their focus tokens. And then yeah. Leia's going to take damage anyway. You'll get your force back. Yes. And you've almost got the health to tank it, like to actually yeah, so long enough work. to actually be able to regen the force. Like, there's no point putting, say, the child on a hawk because how many times have people seen hawks just melt in one round? Yeah, um... I'll admit my second thought after after building a six force cannon was: is there any way to get the child and palp on a thing? Because then instead of having one palp around, you have a potential like three force that anyone in your list can use. Um, oh, what, in well, Imperial? I, I don't yeah. think you actually can. Because he, he's Imperial, Scum, and Rebel, right? Yeah. So there's a lot of like there are a lot of potential uses for him, I see. Yeah. Um, and Yeah, no, I think it's it's good for Scum, because the one thing they are lacking is, is force. Force crew, force pilots. There's a few, but not... Not many. Um... I think me and Matt actually talked about it, and I think there's four. Because 
yeah, I think that there it's four or maybe five in the entirety of Scum, which is a hell of a lot of different pilots and crew. And yeah, you've got like four force people. There's not four. No, this I'm pretty sure there's only two pilots, Kanan and Asage. Yeah, and then you've only got Maul as a crew. I do think Maul combos very nicely with the child, though, because Maul's ability will be separate from the child. So if you take an attack and take one damage, you can get two force back. Yep. <clears throat> hate will hate will pair quite well as well. Yeah, like 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 I said, I'm, I'm going to keep harping on a bit. I had like Kanan with Maul, hate the child, Ezra. How it was ridiculous. Yeah. Um, back to the ship though. I think the ship looks great. I think the dial is actually quite good. You know, like the options on the dial are amazing. A two talon or a five k is great. Yes, when you're stressed, when you're stressed, yes, you can only go straight. That is that is a downside. But well, welcome to being rebels, um, and not having overpowered dials. Looking at the fire spray. No, um, see, I think from what it's... was said in the stream that there's going to be a few cards in there that will help with stress removal. Yeah, of course, of course there will be, and there's already one anyway. There's the crew. You can have L three on it, which will give you all your banks as blue. Yeah. So exactly. then all of a sudden. It's really good, and it can go really sh fast in a straight line blue as well, which normally a ship that size can't go that fast in a straight line Yeah, and be blue. So you can do your 5k, and then you can do your four straight back in, do like A-wing shenanigans, where you get back out, and then you come back in and re-engage. Yeah. Uh, it's got quite a nice stat line, I thought. I think it's a great, st I think uh, it's a great ship. You know, it's it, three attack out the front. Two agility and quite a lot of health to put behind that two agility. Yeah. Seven and two, wasn't it? And his ability is quite good. If you can find a way of stacking focus it, tokens or calculates or force or things like that with him. It's a great combat I against think, swarms, isn't it? Yeah. I think his ability can do well as long as you can keep him fed with tokens to be able to make the most of it. Essentially, yeah. need to put him in a list where you've got Gamma Key somewhere. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, get that course. Yeah. Which is going to go up though. Um, anything else interesting? In I mean, they didn't show too much off from from the Razor Crest, really, did they? Just the one pilot, the stat line, and the child. And the dial, yeah, that was the it. Dial. But from me, it's a thumbs up. I think it's oh, a yeah, positive def looking ship, and I think it's another good one for the faction. And I think it's got lots of for the company. It's got lots of um, resale value because lots of people. Even if they don't play the game, but oh, they'll, they'll buy it for the model, shelf. won't they? Yeah, yeah, because it looks great. Yeah, I yeah. think it's looking great. So it's a thumbs up for me. Uh, and it, I can tell that they, uh, like, they've had a run of they really like the pilot abilities that change blanks to focuses or focuses to blanks with some sort of condition. Because when I looked at the Mando's dial, the Mando's ability, I immediately, oh, I uh, wish Django had this ability. It's similar, but like, but nice. Yeah. It it's more of a passive effect, um, that, like in my mind, where it, like you said, like it'll happen certain rounds, other rounds you won't have it happen, uh, as opposed to abilities such as, say, Wedge, who is constantly just like, haha, have one less green, which, say, you're against uh, Falcon, you're constantly just, all right, sound, I'll just eat everything you throw at me. Uh, for example, like it, it's more of a. It's not so much of a game-changing pilot ability, such as, like, for example, like Wedges is. Yeah, it gives your opponent counterplay, because your opponent can look at that and be like, oh, okay, so if I just arc dodge him, your ability is blank. Yep. Because it's, the ability is uh, in your front arc, uh, range 1 to 2, right? So the Mando has to be looking at you. Or just stay at range 3. Yeah, even, like... All of a sudden, the, the Proton Torpedo Ewix that I feel like are gaining an insane amount of popularity uh, will have a field day. Yeah. Okay, uh, so I think we should cover that pretty well. Uh, should we talk about the Gauntlet Fighter? Yes. Yeah. It looks interesting. Um, I'm not sure, unless it's got an ability similar to the U-Wing, I'm not sure how much playability it's going to have, because... The ghost is hard enough to keep engaged in targets, and that's got a 4k. Um, rear arc, 
It's got a rear arc, yeah, but it's only a two dash rear arc. So you're not going to want to be relying on it. No, but... But it's still better than nothing. Yeah. And yeah, well, for two points, a ghost can have a two dice rear gun. All right, fair, fair. Um, yeah, okay. Points dependent. Um, I have to admit, as a Republic player, it's nice to have a large base. Yeah. Uh, it depends, obviously, on slots and stuff. But I'm hoping it will sort of open up the the really heavy support ship that, at the moment, only the lat really fills. In that faction. I mean, I guess one thing I have to add is, uh, you know, all those times I'm playing where the tri fighters use their intercept boosters, and I say I take a I take a disarm in the system phase, but it doesn't matter that I take a disarm on the slam because I have no way of removing orange tokens. Uh, turns out I'm now lying. The CAS will get a way to remove orange tokens, and they've thought about it because uh, that's what. The CIS uh, bow's ability is, is remove a red or orange token before someone activates. So my tri-fighters cannot keep slamming around. No, that, shooting, that is interesting. Um, How do you feel about the pilot initiative spread? Although, because it is, spoiler as well, because uh, I don't think I mentioned it, it is available for five different factions. Yeah, Both of the uh, prequel factions get Bo-Katan at uh, initiative four? four. Yeah. Scum get the initiative one, and then Rebels and Imperial get the initiative two. And the original trilogy factions, they're all basically generic versions of the ship as well. Yes. Um, I mean... For the Rebels, I'm not sure what it's going to bring, I'll no, be honest. I think that's possibly why why you've got the generic for the, for the, the original trilogy. Because, okay, what is it in Scum? It's another large base ship with arcs. Um, yeah. You've got, the, you know, there's enough of them already in scum um an empire what's it going to be an empire <sighs> it can it can turn better than a shuttle because it's got a two white it can turn better than a shuttle but okay <laughs> and the same guns it's got more it's got greens same... than a decimator <laughs> it's got it's got it's got more health more greens um the same guns and it can turn better than the shuttle so it's going to replace the lambda which you don't see anyway yeah it's 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 not that it's not going to see play in those three factions, but it's going into those three factions that already have other options. Um, yeah. And obviously, not that we're going to go into, you know, talking about points, it'll depend where the points fall on the different, you know, the Gauntlet and the Lambda or the Decimator or the YV in Scum. Uh, whereas, certainly in the Republic, there's, there's no alternative. Um, and... Septists, not the infiltrator, but well, it's not the same. No, exactly. It's like the infiltrator's not the same. The fire spray's a medium, but not the same. So, it, it there is a niche there in Septists as well, and I think that's possibly yeah. why they've got an eye for named pilots. I also like the fact it's bow in both. That's a that's a nice. I mean, I'd prefer an I one, but all right. <sighs> that is good in the fact that you can't um, spam them. Which I think is good. Um, and looking at the spread, you can just out, I think, make it the, make it out that it's a dot on the Initiative 2 on the Rebels. Looking at the picture. Yeah. Although the Scum one does not look like it is a dot. Because, you know, Scum need to be able to spam large base <laughs> ships. But no, that's... I, I mean, I think we'll have to wait for more spoilers, but... More info. So, yeah. Certainly in the Republic, I can see a space, and I, I could, depending on on where it comes in, I could see it, it slotting in places, being a carrier, and so on and so forth. So, it's got a I, very interesting dial. Yes, not being able to one forward is going to be big on it because the it's only it's, large base. It's a large base. The only large base yeah. that can't one forward, I believe. Yeah. I think that's that's going back to it's technically it's supposed to be a starfighter, like as in like getting in dogfights as well, and also transporting Mandalorians. Yeah, yeah. It's an agile battle barge, effectively. Agile battle yeah. barge. I it love does look that. really cool. What it what it I... does what it does. Um, sorry, just to interrupt. What it does bring to the Republic as well is a native coordinate. The pirate well, captain. I'm saying I'm in the same spot you are. My only coordinate 
is I mean Alp or DBS thirty C, but thirty T C is a little bit limited. He's amazing, I, but he's limited. Can't you use Gleb? No, I can't use Gleb. If I could use Gleb, I'd be using Gleb. But believe me, oh, no, no, <laughs> scum. They get a good crew. Yeah, yeah. Um, but what it also does bring is the Mandalorian super commandos. Yeah. Oh, now they're interesting. And I'm assuming that every faction is going to get those. I've seen a picture elsewhere where they had a spread where it shows that every faction is going to get them. They're going to be I'm sure I have. I'm curious. Are they all going to be Mandalorians, or are they going to? Are we going to have like faction specific cool commando teams? That would be interesting. I, mean, I think they're all going to be Mandos because. It's the Mandalorian ship, isn't it? I just think they'll be named different things. Like, I'd imagine the Scepters will be Death Watch. Yeah. Um, just, uh, Scum will probably get um, what's what's Maul's faction called? Shadow Collective. Yeah. So, I mean, what do people think about it? Because, like, we've seen, like, like, you know, this is like in this style of the tracking torpedoes, right? It's a remote that's going to run around and shoot things. But there's different initiatives, I'm pretty sure. So like, it'd be great to watch some super commandos like initiative killer ship. It's going to be interesting, and they are an interesting card. It's an interesting design idea and space to be working in. And you um, know, someone's going to make a cool three D model. Yeah, they will. Yeah. Oh, definitely. I can see a lot of Lego models being uh, used yeah. as well. Oh yeah, Handley. for sure. Handley, there's a nice Mandalorian set out at the moment. <laughs> It's when you start getting heroes that are flying around out there, like, you know, like General Grievous on a jet bike or something. So, going on from Mandalore, then, um, there is a new card pack coming out, yeah. which is Pride of Mandalore, which is a Feble, uh, Feble, a Rebel, Fen Rao, is coming in a Fang Fighter um, with a new ability. I should hurry up and order a Fang Fighter. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure it's going to be cheap. Right now. Yeah. Uh, I'm looking forward to that. I think that's going to be a nice addition to the Rebels. Yeah, yeah um, definitely. His ability looks alright as well. Not not OP, I don't think. I just no. think it looks... Uh, for anyone that doesn't know, it's before a friendly ship at range 1 to 2 engages. If there is a enemy ship in its front arc at range 1, that friendly ship may remove one non-lock token. And then, obviously, because it's a Fang Fighter, it's got Concordia face-off. Thank you. I mean, I think that seems like a fine ability. Yeah, it's not... It's not, you know, scum fen, but it's not scum yeah, but fen. I feel like so... rebel, rebel fen is different from scum yeah, fen. Yeah, exactly. It's it's not scum fen, but it's not scum fen. It's it's any lock though, right? Any non-lock red token. Okay. Any non-lock so, red token. So strains, stresses, ions. depletes, ions. It's all quite good. And it's so it's before they engage. Before they engage. So if Rebel had a ton of weight, like that, funnily enough, that would be I think that'd be amazing in First Order and amazing in Republic. Yes, but it's amazing not, with so. light side force users because they take patience, take a deplete, and then remove it. Uh, and then the other card that was spoilt from that pack was the uh, new pilot for the Tie LN fighter. Yeah, the uh, ISB Enforcer or whatever it was. Uh, Jingoist, Jingo, yeah, Jingoist. Or however you pronounce that, my pronunciation is terrible. I mean, he looks, he looks fine. I, I looked at it and I was like, yeah, he'll fit into a tie swarm. Well, I say it's it's new pilots though, isn't it? It's it's something interesting, and I'm curious because those are the only two cards they spoil, and they didn't really talk too much about that pack and whether the other no. pilots, other factions. I think it looks alright. I think it's interesting. It'd be nice. It's getting to the point now. I think a few people have we've heard memories of it. I don't know how you guys feel about it, but the scum faction now is getting so big. I think it needs breaking off into uh, a Mandalorian segment yeah. and a normal I... and then either and then having faction stuff. I think yeah. I think the scum does need breaking down to the factions to a degree now. Yeah, I would I wouldn't be surprised somewhere down the road to see Scum get split in two. Yeah. I think I don't know about the whole Mandalore idea, because there's not that many Mandalorians. Oh, yeah. Um, Maybe yeah. Bounty Hunters like and old, non... Yeah. Or yeah. like old era and new era sort of thing. Like, I'm sure they'll, they'd, if they decide to go down that route, they'll work a way of doing it. I mean, 
like, so I'm going to speak of my experience as an Infinity player in that the Infinity already kind of has that. You have like the main factions and then inside each faction is what's called the Sectorials. And they have a very limited set of units, but they get a bonus for not being able to pick the rest. And I think that'd be very easy to do in X-Wing. Like, I know people are going to complain, but you could, if you wanted to play the Black Sun, for example, you could get cheaper Black Sun ships, but you wouldn't have access to anything non-Black Sun. Yeah. Or, I don't know, Guri with a different pile of ability. I, I don't know. Um, but, like, you could definitely do it. Like, and I, I don't think it would be too much of a stretch. And people would be interested because they'd be like, oh, sweet, I get to play my cool thematic Black Sun list with all these cool things, and I get I have a reason to take them because they're cheaper, and the Star Viper's good anyway. It's going to be interesting um, how they implement it and what else comes in this box, but at the moment, we're just not sure, are we? No. But that's fine. We can... You know, just take that as it comes. At least we know new stuff's coming, and that's that's the important thing. So at this point in the stream, we were all getting quite excited. This was all positive. This was all going really well. And then they came out with the announcement that this is going to be controversial. I know there will be some hatred. I know there will be some love for it. But here yeah. goes. And I then, know, right? The official squad builder being no longer maintained. Oh, <laughs> such a already disaster. <laughs> thank, thank God I can finally uninstall it. Oh, my, I didn't even put it on the new phone. I um, only have it on because I was a stickler for when we needed printed lists, I'd print it from the official squad builder. It's the only time I ever used it. Uh, so once we got over the heartbreak of that, um, how, do you, how do you want to address it, Liam? <laughs> I, I'm not unhappy with this. I'm... We're going to do the bids first. So for anyone yeah. who didn't watch the stream, as uh, we're apparently having a bit of a moment, uh, there looks like they are removing the bidding mechanic. And so far, so far from what we know, and any so when you build a list nowadays, if you have under two hundred points, that's called the bid, and that will let. You, if you have uh, your list is made of less points, you can choose who goes first. But they're getting rid of that now. If you have less points than two hundred, those points are immediately scored by your opponent, and the determining who is first player as far as they've said it's going to be randomly determined we don't know how it's going to be determined but i'd imagine it's you roll a dice and someone declares hits or misses uh and boy oh boy did that cause controversy it's like they're making mountains out of molehills i think it'll be a random roll at the beginning of the game and then that's just decided what it is which is just as bad as being 200 points now at the moment um, in some matchups where it's decided on the roller, um, which I think, which is why alternating would be better because then it, the game isn't decided at the beginning because both of you, both of you are then equal. Like if you've all got initiative fives and you're all at aces, yeah, whichever one wins the bit, whichever one wins that roll off, whoever's going second has a has most of the odds stacked in their favour. But I think that lists will change to combat that. Lists no, won't... they will, and they yeah. will. But there's still You're... going to be games where if you go second, you lose. If if you go second, you win, and if you go first, you lose. And there's yeah. nothing you can do about it. Uh, for and sure. That is, and they are um, some of the most oppressive, boring, horrible games to play at oh, the yeah. moment. Yeah, definitely. And which is where I think the alternating rounds would yeah. be a thing. I think you'll see some ace lists where people start bringing upgrades like sense and intimidation so that you can, if you, you know, when you do move first, whether that's every other round or a game, you you go for the blocks, you try and take away evade dice. Um, yeah. You know, an intimidated blocked soon tier is an unhappy soon tier. I don't think you're going to see a soon tier. Unless it's a heavy modified soon tier with a stealth device and a shield and a hull or something that makes him more survivable. But even but then, so, I don't think you're going to see a soon tier. But soon tier can can do that because you're not having to save the points for the bid. Yeah. Soon tier, like soon tier, still i soon tier still i six. He moves after every other i five and below, which is what like ninety percent of the game. I sixes will be more valuable now. Mm. Like. Ace versus Ace is a much harder game now. Yeah. But Aces versus anything else is arguably easier. 
because you can, or easier than it would have been, because you can spend points that you wouldn't have spent to try and get a bid on other toys to be able to help you. Yeah. So, or at least that's I that's mean, the that's the way I'm looking at it. And on the, on the talk of we're never going to see something like how do you see something nowadays anyway? Like it's not like he was destroying know, the meta actually. and needs annihilation. Uh, no, he's not destroying the meta, but he's made a bit of a resurgence yeah. recently. Yeah, I mean it's it's good. I, I'm not against it. I'm not really strongly for it. It's it's going to be interesting to see how it goes. I mean, my favorite style is Ace style, and I normally try and take a bid to make sure I do fly second. But it's it's going to be hard for stuff like. Kylo, for example, to fly against stuff like Ray, because Ray normally wouldn't bother with a bid, so you'd go below. But it's the big, the high initiative tanks like fire sprays and Falcons. They're going to be the problems for aces now. But then, like Kylo's a great example because Kylo's I five. You bring Kylo with a bid, but you've always got to be wary of things like Anakin and the uh, Republic, or, or Vader, or Poe, or you know any I six. So there's always that. That th- yeah. thinking, isn't it? And it's, that's just going to spread to every ace, basically. Yeah, I don't think it's going to be as drastic a change as people think. I think aces will still work quite well. It's just, yeah, it'll be interesting seeing how the actual rules come out and whether it's alternating turns, whether it's the whole game. Yeah. It's going to be good to see. The I other element it. of anything that you do bid is automatically scored by the opponent. I am definitely for, though. Oh, I think that's I, great. Yeah, that, no, should no. Be, that should have been implemented from the start of two. Yeah, like that's the thing. It's like, okay, sound. I'm moving second. I've got say this list. I'm gonna be able to dodge everything. But before the first set of dials are even down, I'm down say eight points. Yeah. Already. It, it means that ace player cannot go to final salvo. Not that obviously many ace players would want to, but it also makes their I'm gonna nip in and nick half on something much more dangerous because if they misjudge it and take half it's suddenly a lot harder yeah i wouldn't really agree because i mean it's not like we've seen aces winning everything doing that sort of tactic not at the moment no because there's a very high prevalent of three agility spam and aces aces struggle to punch through that but we have seen ace meta in the past Ace Where? Met is always bubbling, and it's not far off. If you no. look at the Italian, the Italian event that happened last weekend, I don't know if you've seen anything of it. Yeah. Um, but I've heard a few bit of reviews about it. That was all heavily. A, a lot of the players there like Imperials. They like Aces anyway. And then there was actually a lot of Ace lists. Um, I know whenever we play at Curtain, um, we normally don't get very many swarms because no. not a lot of the players in the Southwest like playing swarms. A lot of them like playing two, three ship lists, if not aces. So aces are still there. It's just not maybe on TTS because it's yeah. so much easier to fly a swarm on TTS. That's yeah, the difference, I think. I think, definitely... I think, I think person, it's a TTS a better. In person, a lot less. I think the other thing we've had is because we haven't had points changes for, what, 10 Nearly months a year now? now. Yeah, it's getting on for a end, year. End of November, so yeah, almost 12 months. Yeah. That that meta of, of three agility spam, which normally would have been cut off after six months, they would have either raised the prices up a little bit and brought something else down, hasn't happened. So the the aces not doing well in this meta has, has gone on for almost twice as long as it normally would. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And it's not even like they're not doing well. They're still, like... It's they're not a bad choice. Obviously, no. everything depends on how you build your list and what pilots you bring, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But they they haven't been like a bad choice. You just have to fly them really well to compete with it, kind yeah, of no, thing, I, and like, have agree. a little bit of I, luck on your side. I took um, Ray and Poe, so not Ace Ace, but you know, two high initiative ships. It's not bad. That's that's not far off Ace to be honest. Yeah. To to the yeah. Sith Takers Open, and you know there are some cracking cracking people there and you know some really good players and i went three three with it and i was quite happy with that because i'm not a good player or i'm a medium player don't sell yourself sean it's not it's not impossible in the current meta it is harder but enough about 
the bid, because I think we've covered that fairly well. I think we got the bid. So uh, I think it's no, no, wait next... and see. Yeah. To see yeah. what the rules come out within two weeks' time. Yeah. Um, okay, so we've done the bid. Let's talk about... Oh, let's do the quick one, shall we? Let's talk about the, t- the 12 rounds. Yeah. Yeah. 12 rounds, and they have confirmed now, at uh, time of recording, that the 12 round timer is just for casual play, because in the casual play, in the starter box rules, there is no time limit apart from destruction, which in theory could go on forever if you just flew away from each other for your life, which is never going to happen. Um, in tournament play, it will still be a 75 minute timer at least. Um, oh. They will they will clarify the rules when the new tournament rules come out at the same time as the game rules when the new points come out. So, so that's all getting updated in two weeks, ish. If tournament rules are basically staying 75 minutes, yes. As far as I see, then everyone in casual play always mirrors tournament rules anyway at yeah. the moment. So no, basically yeah. stick to 75 it's, minutes. It, I think it's literally for beginners. Yeah. Because there's nothing for beginners. And if they've never been to a tournament and they've never read the tournament rules, which you have to go on the internet for on the FFG site, not AMG site, even though the boxes are branded FFG, um, to then find the tournament rules, which is on a PDF hidden away somewhere, to then have a look and find the 75-minute ruling. So unless you've been to a tournament in the first place, you wouldn't know that. So that's yeah. literally all it's there for. is literally just for new people, which they want to be trying to embrace new people into the game. And I think a lot of what they're doing at the moment is is trying to push towards that getting new people into the game. I get the impression that a lot of them have never really played 2.0. No. And from talking on the stream, there was a couple of them that hadn't played since 1.0. Yeah. So they never even did a 2.0 game. So they're doing it very much from the perspective of a lot of the staff at AMG have never played the game. And then they're then finding these basic game issues but, see, for and new I think players. That, I think that's great. Rules. I don't think it's a bad idea. Because it's it's stuff that, sorry, it's stuff that we we who have played for a reasonable amount of time might not necessarily see because we brush over it because, you know, we're just so used to it or it's not an issue for us because we played. I'm all for getting new people in. New people are great. Absolutely, it's it's the way you're going to keep the game alive. Um, I think there needs to be a balance because there needs to be a balance because there is a competitive X-wing scene and a, a quite highly competitive x-wing scene and i think amg are going to need to cater to that i suppose communication just full stop needs to yeah. get better but it's it's like things they like... did a one hour segment and they didn't address any queries on the things they were saying and a lot of it was open-ended and not quite specific enough yeah and even for casual players like there was there was queries on well what does this mean they didn't really allude to the fact like the 12 rounds thing were definitely only for casual they they put it out in the casual segment, but they didn't say it was just for casual. Competitive will still say it's seventy five minutes. All they had to do was add on that one sentence, well, and yeah. then there would have been no rage, and everyone would have gone, "Oh, great, FFGs, uh, AMG, sorry, are doing something great." Whereas now it's like, do they even play the game? Do they even know what's going on? Do they not care about competitive? Which, when you look at their other games, they don't as much. Um, it appears yeah, anyway. The other thing I like, it's just, I think communication just full stop needs to get better from them. But that's something they're working on. Sorry, go on, Ryan. I mean, the thing I like about the 12-round um, system they've got for casual play is they alluded to on the stream as well that obviously they're setting it at about 10, 12, uh, 12 because they had been playing games and they were getting to about 12, 13 rounds, whatever. But they've, they also turned around and said, yeah, if you want a longer game, crack on up to 15 rounds and if you only have a shorter period of time and you just want to get a game in quickly you can play a nine round game so like we've all been there on a tin night where we're all like yeah we'll play a third game and then it's the idea of playing another hour 15 and it's we're not actually starting till like 10 o'clock whereas we could then turn around and be like yeah we'll just do a nine rounder just go ham and let's have some fun kind of thing yeah that's a good point yeah that's a very good point of okay yeah you don't want to play a full game do a quick one for the last one i like that that's uh and not something i thought about and like i I was just gonna say perspective actually like well i'm sure someone will be like oh we could have done that anyway but it's just nice to have like people like having an official way to play a game that has an official end in games people like rules exactly like yeah that's, yes that's the thing. yes yeah. uh, you can go to your friend's house and decide you are we're gonna do like a quick x-wing will end like i don't know 10 rounds in 
but it's like it's nice to have her be like, okay, and after nine rounds, the winner is this, and that's the official end. Like it's nice having a a way to end that is like. Because you yeah. can guarantee you'd be playing a game and then you'd play, say, the ten rounds that you've just randomly agreed with your friend and then you're down by, like, five points and you're like, I if thought I we said eleven round. rounds! Oh, <laughs> Let's no. just do twelve but... anyway, we've got loads of time. Yeah, no. yeah but, exactly. But so in casual, that's fine. So... so Yeah, I think that just opens up possibilities. I think in competitive now, the... The the whole pandemic and playing online and has opened up TOs to be more open to not you know not necessarily following exactly the old FFG OP model. I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised to see some in person tournaments that don't aren't just the standard two hundred six. You know are. You know, list building challenges like the Jawas um, or the um, lightweight, uh, sorry, welterweight ones where you can't take above I Force or the balance of the force rules. I could imagine some. Which are the in- best? I, well, of course. I could imagine some in person <laughs> events doing those sorts of things. Yeah, no, absolutely. Because, I think it's a good way forward. You know, yeah. And it's like. It's fun. I was. I, I was just going to say that jumping ahead, that they've talked about wanting to do some different game modes, you know, objective type stuff, and and I think that's great. So long as they continue to, you know, there are people that are going to want to do the two hundred six. Well, two hundred six is probably the, I suppose, the purest form of X Wing, because it's a standard dogfight, and I so long as there's space for both, then I think that's fine. I just don't think that, you know, objectives are fun. I don't think it should shove out the 206. Yep. No, I, I agree. And like the event they've done uh, for their for the extravaganza, um, I think, is actually a fun themed idea of an event that could quite happily have had lots of events running actually in the world publicly in coinciding with the weekend. But unfortunately, only giving people 24 hours notice before they even start it. And then you don't get the full set of rules until the last day of it. Um, don't think helps. Like, if you're going to do fun things like that, then maybe communicate it a bit earlier, and then people then be like looking to do it. Because um, actually, it would have been quite interesting maybe to do once you knew all the rules. Like, if we've been given a couple of weeks to even organise something, I think we could have even organised a club night to use the the rules or something like that. But it's um. It's the way that the information is coming out, I think. Yeah, that's just me, though. The last game change that I wanted to talk about tonight was the banned restricted list. Now, yes. Really well or really badly? Obviously, I know it's something they do in uh, Marvel, Marvel Crisis Protocol. The restricted list, from what I gather, is basically there's a list of restricted cards and you can only take a certain amount of cards from the entire list. I think now, that's a great idea. Yeah, adding I think pips amazing. without adding pips. Yeah, I think that's brilliant. As we know it. Yeah. The, the whole band list, though, I just thought that was hyperspace. That well, yeah. There's two ways to look at it. That's either hyperspace or it's really expensive cards. But they haven't said <laughs> that they're getting rid of hyperspace. No, but then they haven't said they're staying with hyperspace. I can see hyperspace going. Like it, it wasn't as successful an idea as FFG hoped. I can see it going and AMG rebranding it. Possibly. Um, like I mean, I've I've never been the massive massive fan of hyperspace, but that's just because I hate not being able to fly all my pilots. Like if I actually look back at it and go, "Hang on, but I didn't have to face this or this or this," I'd probably look on it slightly more positively. Whereas a banned list just takes it out from the entire game, doesn't it? Well, the entire competitive game, I suppose. The the problem I've got with the banned list is like, well, it's like flying hyperspace for me a lot of the time is I've got a lot of my favourite pilots and upgrades and I've paid money for them and you've allowed me to pay money for them and now I can't use them. I mean, I hate to be an asshole, but welcome to card games. Well, I know, I know, but it's not a card game. It's a miniatures game. I'm sorry, but 
X-Wing kind of is a card game. It is a card. I know it has. I know it has got cards, but it is branded as a miniatures game. I like, think the band restricted list will be interesting if very they do it line. correctly. Yeah. Like, if they do it as, like, a, say, points are every six months, but they do the band restricted list every, say, three months. So that there's the overlap there where pilots are changing and it's keeping everything fresh and it's not half of the year where you can't use your favourite pilot. Like, but... let's, not, let's not get it wrong. The, the FFG did do ban lists to, do, to a degree. Like, obviously, Nantexes were nuked. The Triple Upsilon was nuked. But they didn't want to actively do it. Whereas a ban list could be seen as a quick going, oh, we missed this one in testing. Okay, this one is a, it either goes into a restricted list or it goes into a ban list for this cycle because it's just, it's one too many events. Yeah. It's just breaking the meta. And then like, in the next points update, we can re look at it. Yeah. And like, if you use it as that sort of system, I think that could potentially work. Yeah. I actually think just. Just stepping on Ryan's um, system there, that you could do points updates every six months, and the ban list could be every six months or whatever um, timeline they they want to do. But you offset it so that the ban list comes out three months after the the points updates, if that makes sense. So that it's half and half. I was going to say because obviously then you could have like the new points come out. And then say there's a tournament at the end of that first month, and then all of a sudden there's one list which is just super mega. It wins that one. It wins a bunch of other tournaments. They can then be like, okay, for the other three months, we'll just tweak it without doing a full points change. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The only thing I want is just, I, I just, I really, really hope it's not just. They put they publish a PDF and now these are banned. I just hope that I hope there's a reason. Like just have a little is. line of text. I think it's going to tie into the future because it is a future AMG idea. This one, uh, the bans list isn't going to come out until after, like after Q1 next year. So it's yeah. after all the Mandalorian stuff comes out, after Razor Crest comes out. That's we're moving into the future ideas with the banned and restricted list. And I think the way that AMG work, what I think they're going to do is they're going to tie this into making it a theme. So for this uh, for this round of update or whatever they call it, for this sequence, the theme is ground attack. So we're not going to have the dogfighters in there. So we're going to ban certain ships or certain pilots, and then we can then only use these ones or things like that. They're, they're going to try and theme it to tie in with whatever campaign system maybe they're going to do or things like that i think that's where they're going to try and i i don't know that's maybe where i think they might lean into it which i don't think is going to be a great idea and it'll end up like i mean success the hype space has been um i guess but... what it comes down to is are they going to use this as a way of doing hyperspace and having a restricted set of stuff to play with or are they going to use it as a whoops missed it yeah, yeah i mean my take Honestly, on it all is probably they're going to like it's going to be used for complete banning of a card that is restricting them because like, I'm not a game developer but they've only just got this game they might be trying to come up with all their stuff from AMG and they might keep hitting speed bumps like oh we can't do that we can't do that because of one or two cards that maybe came out at the very yeah, start no, that's true. that maybe like, just give them such a big restriction for future releases like there's so much content now there's so many factions and cards pilots upgrades that they might have to just you know yeah. open up some space by getting rid of some old stuff that's really no, holding them that, back that's that's a good shout and actually an example i thought i've just thought of in in the current meta is you could use a ban list to say zam crew is banned in scum because we yeah. all know she's much more op in scum than she is in separatists as a crew and you just keep a band until you're able to rebalance the points. Yeah. And then when you rebalance or the points... Or you ban, ban the original Slave 1, yet the new Slave 1 is available. Yeah. Title. Because um, for things like that, um, I think that's... Yeah, that's that's potentially a way forward. But yeah, I mean... And then you can or... bring out... But it relies on bringing out card packs or things like that as well. Yeah. 
Right, let's uh, let's shoot into some of the future stuff. Everyone's been wondering about, you know, where X-Wing's... Is X-Wing dead? Where's it going? What are they going to do after the FFG stuff? And actually, they did address a reasonable amount of that in the stream. Um, so, the first one we'll talk about is uh, the competitive scenarios and objectives. So, that's going to be a build on uh, the, the box set that came out last... What was it? Two Christmases ago now. Um, where you had the mission cards, which I still haven't even played. I've never used any of them. Um, I, I imagine that's the lines they'll go down. It's going to be building on that, or maybe building on their what they do, like for they've done with the extravaganza, um, with the scenario, with the objectives there, with your like this one was a bounty hunter one. But I think that's probably where it's going to go, and I don't think it's a bad idea necessarily thoughts anyone else um i'm not actually sure what to think of this one um because i like like if if it is like the scenarios i think it could be interesting i think the problem then comes in is if you let's say like let's say you go to like a local tournament a regular 206 and it's like okay but we're doing the scenarios like then that because i i well, i think it's good because that would massively has to change your list building because yeah. I, rem I think I remember like some of the scenarios you have to do. Like, I just hope you know what you're getting into beforehand. It's not turn up to the tournament. Yes. It's like, and by, by the way, we're doing this. And it could be like, if it's a random scenario each game, then that's rubbish. You might as well just as well roll all your dice off for who's got initiative every round as well and just roll dice for everything. But yeah. I mean, you could even turn around and say, say you were doing a four round tournament. If they were like, right, round one will be this one, round two will be that, round three will be this, round four, you'll find out when you get here. You know what you're going to need for yeah, those three. Yeah, honestly, that And if fun. they, then, like, you could have that random ace in the hole, you don't know what it's going to be, you kind of have to predict everything. But it's not for every game. So you can completely maximize how well you'll do it in the first three, for example. And then the fourth is potluck. It's down to everything. And we all know X-Wing is a game where chance can make a massive difference. They did say they'd do a trench run themed one as well, well which yeah. would be quite awesome. Let's use that to run into the car packs. We've lost Liam. Yeah, so yeah, we've lost Liam. Uh oh. But moving He's on. He's crossing the channel. <laughs> they've announced uh, what they're calling standard lists, I guess. Um, which are they've said it's, he basically said it was going to be like uh, themed pilots and upgrades um, that are fixed, and you can run them in a legal tournament. Uh, and the cost will be slightly discount, maybe slightly discounted, but at the price of not being able to pick exactly what goes onto your um, ship. And I believe the example he used was like Dutch Vander at the Battle of Yavin. Yeah. And I think that's going to be interesting. I think that's an interesting way of doing things. Um, the hybrid quick, and because they said as well, you could do it hybrid. So you could have a quick build ship. So like, say you could have Luke Skywalker, like Luke Skywalker in the next wing with R2-D2 and Proton Torpedoes. And then if any other upgrades they want to throw on it, that can be a set cost. And then you then build the rest of your list around it. I think that could be quite good as a and theme. Like, cause, and they, you is... can run events on that by going, here's a list of pilots. You need to build a list using one of these pilots. That like, set you cost could, you is could have an event with that. cheaper than than the normal cost, isn't it? They said they were lightly That's what they said. Yeah. That's what they said, yeah. Like it's interesting. It's I don't I don't see it as bad. Um, no. It's interesting how they're going to implement it. As as with any of the stuff that they've said, it the devil's going to be in the detail. Mm. Um, but I don't see I don't see that as a bad thing. I was going to say uh, how often like well that's the thing isn't it? How often do you see say uh, Rebel Falcon hand pilot with Chewie's crew and Luke Gunner, but that happens in the film 
so maybe because of the points to get all of that. Because there's more effective ways of building ham. But like the idea of theme cards could be interesting because like they could release like using the Falcon as example, the escape from the Death Star, where it's Chewie as the pilot and you have Han and Luke as gunners. Where's Han a gunner? He's in scum, but it doesn't matter, it's a standard card. Yeah, no, I agree. It's yeah. like it's something different. Like and Leia crew, I don't know. <laughs> like it's Yeah. No, absolutely. I think it's good. I think it could add things. Um like but then I was gonna say um, you've just got to watch out for um, the quick build cards that are already out there, like Ben Rao with Afterburners, and I'm pretty sure you would use your Ensnare uh, Sumfax Sam, because yeah. that's got all sorts of extra cards on there that normally you wouldn't be allowed. Um, but then they know that, which so then they'll be pointed appropriately, and then you just then... You've just got to be aware of it, list building. I mean, I, was gonna, I, I think... Calling them quick builds, I think, is a bit of a misnomer because I just think they'll leave quick builds as they are and say that these are standard cards. Yeah, yeah, that's a, that's and good. So they don't have to even worry about quick builds. They're just like these are standard cards that are st- I don't know to use a Magic the Gathering term, standard legal or whatever yeah. they're calling their competitive. Like you, you just leave quick builds in the dust. Quick builds are fun. Like I've played a quick build tournament. It's fun. It's hilarious. Uh, but they're not balanced. Leave them where they are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. One thing I'm not interested in is playing droid football in space. Right. <laughs> I didn't actually listen to this part of the stream. What? I saw. <laughs> but, all right, fine. The interesting stuff. Football. Sam, this is a game you and I would love to play. <laughs> I missed this. I can't, I can't, I'll admit, I kind of tuned out of the stream after they started talking randomly about stuff, so I so completely missed it. Basically, this. from what I gathered, from what they said, is the concept is. Some droids have ejected from a destroyed ship, but there's a load of ob- like debris around, and so the capital ships can't get in to rescue them. So they've sent in the starfighters instead, but the starfighters can't really pick up droids. So what they've given them is some sort of concussion um, gun, gun, concussion gun, and you shoot them, and it basically moves them. Like I'm assuming you move them with the template. And you have to move them to a certain point where the capital ships come in and rescue them. So effectively so scoring stupid. a goal. I know, but come Honestly, on, admit, admit it, it'd be, it'd be fun to play. Yes. I it thought it was going to be like an objective kind of game where the droids are it on is. somewhere. Random, you don't know which obstacle they're on. You've got to go and get to the obstacles while avoid, while, but the other team's trying to do the same thing. So it's like, instead of doing mutual destruction, like normal game mode, I thought of it as a different game mode. We're bringing in an objective to do. But no, it's football in space. I mean, it is a different objective to do. You can't deny that. It's just, I don't get it. I don't understand it. I'm sure it's fun as casual, but it's not for me. As they said in the stream, the idea of going around, like, kicking an astromech's head about in your ship. This sounds pretty fun. Oh, I, knew, I knew you'd love <laughs> kicking a um, no. It's it's. I think they're looking at it as, yeah, they're looking at it as similar to like Aces High. It's fun for like side games at a tournament, or something like that. Like, say you haven't made it through to the cut, and whilst they're playing, you're doing side games, whether that's playing football in space or Aces High, or even they could just do normal like seventy-five minute games or however they wanted to play it. But just to lighten the mood effectively if if people needed that i don't know I, I think it could be a laugh and as they're pushing for it's good for new players it's a fun way of getting them getting them playing not just the football the football and all the scenario stuff isn't really my cup of tea like like ryan said though maybe they're, they're good for side games but if there was ever like an event for any of this stuff i don't think anyone would go no, I, I think I'd agree. It's not my cup of tea for a tournament, but having a fun game on the side, I think, would be a great laugh. Yeah, it's um, at home sort of games, maybe a fun club night for like the Christmas one or something like that. We might do something like this. But I think even a you know a day two fun stuff, at, you know, like the system open and stuff like that, where you've got the guys in the cut. 
you know, where you can win tickets and get prizes and stuff like that could be quite fun. I mean, I'll admit my immediate thought is Balance of the Force 3, this time with football. <laughs> Good God. I mean, they've mentioned that they're, sh- they're working on ship reprints, which everyone who plays original factions wants, and did... they've talked about a campaign system. I see, I did want to talk about the campaign, because that's quite interesting. Like again, um, this was part of the stream I wasn't listening to, so I I've, heard I've not played about it. Heroes of the Tari cluster, but it's amazing. Much, I was going to say everyone who's played it has has bigged it up. When yep. they talked about a campaign mode, my um my immediate thought was I don't know if anyone's played Empire at War. I know Sam has. No. Um. Anyone played Age of Empires? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Empire at War is basically Age of Empires in the Star Wars universe. Um, and it's you know you have the bit where you basically you can just conquer planet after planet you take over the entire galaxy for whichever faction and if you had something like that for a campaign it would be really interesting where you go and fight space battles at a planet and you know basically you get a sector safe and so on and so forth something like that could be really interesting maybe not competitively but for club nights could be a really fun way of doing things I think the campaign is basically going to be aimed that way. And I think the campaign is a great uh, idea. If it's anything like Heroes of Cherry Costa, then um, I think that's going to be good. I mean, I think, I think that's about it, right? Should we wrap it up? <laughs> like, I'm pretty... I, I, okay, I'll admit I'm not amazingly excited about the gauntlet for CAS, but I'm gonna still going to buy one. I think it'll be fun. I'm very curious as to what cards are going to come with it, because if it's covering four factions, there's going to be something interesting. Uh, there is uh, the Mandalorians of, of Ren. I've seen a card for that spoiled, which is a rebel card. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what comes for the other factions. Yeah, it's 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 going to be interesting, isn't it? I think I think the points updates are really going to give an idea of where AMG want to go with the game, or at least an indication by the fact that they've said it's a sweeping change. You know, it's they're really going to. I think they're going to put their stamp on it and. And that's good. But no, like I think I think it's I think this is fine. Like I'll admit I wasn't super worried. I just I figured they would keep going with the game. Uh and it's just take I, I maybe it's taking them too long to actually get behind it, but we've no idea what's going on inside AMG or how like uh like I said, I wasn't super excited about the gauntlet, but I was still gonna buy it. I really like some of the cards that they've shown and I hope that they continue. I mean, they've got a good precedent for doing pretty good at card games. I've I've seen the Marvel card game, the Marvel game, be played. It looks really fun. Had I not been into X Wing at the time, I might have bought the Marvel game. Uh, thanks everyone for watching. Um, listening, start listening. I always say watching. I have no idea why. Tournament announcements. By the time this one goes out, the Balance of the Force will have started. So thank you for everyone who's playing. Uh, we're over 70 players for this one, which I'm ecstatic about because real life started up. I knew we wouldn't get as many players as the last one. And I'm, I'm really happy with everyone who is playing this and has put so much enthusiasm towards playing this. Um, we still have one ticket left for the first post-pandemic Tin Squadron in life event, the Kerno Cup. Um, um, all due to... Sorry, Chris. You gonna say? We are looking at surge options. So there may be more tickets available. So watch this like. um, All the details are on the Tin Squadron Discord. So... Jump on there. Uh, there's a form to fill out to register your interest. Uh, we can get back to you. Uh, I believe it's the 16th of October. Uh, that is correct. Okay. Uh, down in... By that time, will not be sunny, Cornwall. Slightly no, really. Cornwall's, Cornwall's always sunny. Slightly overcast, Cornwall. But it's still lovely. That's why we live here. Um, yeah, I think that's it on the tournament front. Um, we will be back next Tuesday for the stream where we will have some balance of the force matches for you. Uh yeah, we will be we will be back next week. Uh we will have a game review back to the normal. Uh we will see if we can 
convince one of these fine people to come on and guest with us. Because uh, I might start, if not recording, photographing some of the club night matches I play. It'd be quite nice to do a review of one of those soon. But on that note, I'm going to say ta-ta. Yeah, goodbye from me. Uh, cheers and gone. Yeah, see you later, all. Roger, roger. Oh no, a Jedi. Roger, roger.